So it's really important for you to experiment and find what works best for you. Okay. Whatever you need to do to get restful quality sleep is going to be up to you. And like I mentioned earlier, I do watch TV often. I don't think that's a great idea for most people because of the light, but it recently hasn't really seemed to bother me that much. I wake up rested and happy. But if you notice that it's hard to stop watching TV or if it creates more anxiety or thought, then I would say stop watching TV at least by 9 p.m. and read or just go like right to bed to go to sleep. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Rayanne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. It's Ray Ann over here waving hello at you. I'm so happy that you're here. I absolutely appreciate having you here and listening. I just truly appreciate all of the ratings and the reviews and the comments. Um, I've actually recently been getting a lot of um, messages from you guys saying how much you appreciate certain topics and how you resonate with them and how you can relate with a lot of the things that I say. So that means a lot to me because that is actually the whole point in me doing this is to, you know, be real and I want to connect with you and I want to um, share things with you that, you know, like I said, are realistic and that are easy to implement and that, you know, a lot of us go through. So a lot of what I talk about you know, is not super exciting. There's no like big bells and whistles and woohoo's going on. But, you know, that's just it. Like I've kind of been worried about the fact that I don't have super exciting, like flashy podcast episodes. But, you know, after I was thinking about it for a bit, I realized that this is life, right? Not every part of our life is exciting and full of like fluff, right? And if your goal is to feel better, look better, think better, and be just a better human and feel better overall, it's actually the small and boring stuff that will take you further than the people who are only focusing on the exciting stuff, right? Like people that are only going to do the flashy diets and only going to do the flashy supplements and the exciting things. It's the people that stick with the everyday small, consistent habits that see the change and keep the change and are able to, you know, just live the lifestyle versus the people always looking for the next best flashy, exciting thing. Those are the people usually on and off programs and having a harder time. So that is what this podcast is all about. It's balance and just real life consistency. So I also just want to take a minute, you know, to say that, um, I really do appreciate you listening. And some of you have left ratings and reviews. And I think a lot of you maybe just don't know how to do it because you've reached out and and said to me, I really want to do a rating and review, but I don't know how. So um, I'm going to do a little video soon and show you how to do that. So here's the deal. You know, little guys like me, little podcasts like me, 
as you know, don't have a bunch of advertisements, you know, stuck in the middle of the episode because I just don't currently have enough listeners for advertisers to want to participate in my podcast. And yeah, I'm just keeping it real here. I'm just being honest with you. So this is good. And it's also bad. It's good because there isn't a two minute interruption every 10 minutes advertising some random product, right? But it's bad because when there isn't enough listeners, the podcast just gets lost in a sea of podcasts. So the best way to support podcasts, I mean, me and others that you really like, is to rate and review and share. So if you are enjoying like any of my episodes, like I know you're not going to love every single one because that's just not realistic. But if you're enjoying any of the episodes, can you please do me a solid and review it or just tell your friends about it? I also think that a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to listen to the podcast in order. I know a lot of people have said to me, especially recently, that they'll say things like, oh, I'm so behind that I just I'm sorry, I'm just not going to listen anymore. I just, I'm so behind. I'm overwhelmed. And, and I kind of I get that feeling, but I want to remind you that podcasts um, are usually episodic, meaning you can jump in anytime, right? You don't have to follow in order. I rarely do a series of episodes that like string together. Occasionally I've done that, but normally you could jump in at any point and just listen in, right? You don't even have to start at the beginning at all, unless you just want to learn more about who I am, then some of the earlier podcasts give you a little bit more of that. So you could even go to the list, you know, of episodes and just see which titles resonate most with you or just look for the ones that you need help with. Anyway, I would love your support and help getting this podcast out more. I want to keep doing it and uh, bringing you lots of good stuff. All right, so let's talk about something that I think is really important, and that's creating a positive and healthy nighttime routine. We all know that sleep is super important, okay? I know you know that. Like, you're like, yeah, duh, Rianne, I know. I'm supposed to get sleep. And because we all know it and we think we should do it doesn't actually mean that we're doing it. So oftentimes when I start working with somebody, they have complaints of being exhausted all the time, um, super stressed out. They are having a hard time losing weight. They don't feel motivated to exercise. Maybe they hate to cook because it just seems like so much. They're feeling stuck and overall just are considering giving up. So after analyzing their lifestyle and their schedule, more times than not, I notice a lack of sleep and rest and a lack of structure. And that's why I think that this is a really good and important topic for the week. Now, I have covered this before, but I'm going to do it again. Okay. A nighttime routine is important so that you can get a good night of sleep and then have a productive and positive day the next day. And then hopefully that will bleed into the whole week, right? Every day. Many people talk about um, the importance of a morning routine, like to set up their day in a positive way. And, you know, I totally agree with that, of course. But I believe that your morning routine is going to be a reflection of your nighttime routine. So let's talk about why a nighttime routine is important. First up, it promotes better sleep. 
Okay, like we said, we know we need some sleep. A consistent nighttime routine helps signal to your body that it's time to chill out, wind down, and get prepared to sleep. And by following a routine, you establish a pattern that helps regulate your body's internal clock, making it easier to fall asleep and wake up at the desired times. Okay, it sets the stage for quality sleep, which is so crucial for overall health, your cognitive function, and emotional well-being. Okay, so it really is important to almost train your body to follow a certain routine so that you're getting the sleep that you need. A nighttime routine also enhances your sleep quality. So engaging in a calming activity or creating a soothing environment before you go to bed can significantly improve the quality of your sleep. When you reduce the exposure to stimulus or stimuli that can, you know, that can disrupt your sleep, that would be things like bright lights, your phone, your iPad, the TV. So instead of like looking at that and and incorporating stress reducing practices like meditation or deep breathing, you can promote relaxation and ensure a more restful sleep. Okay. So instead of being stimulated by like a, an action movie, maybe, you know, grab a novel. Okay. Also, when you have a nighttime routine, it supports skin health. That's only if you use skincare, of course. A nighttime skincare routine is essential for maintaining healthy and radiant skin. You know that most of us don't really want to age. We're like fighting aging pretty hard, right? So if you go to bed every night without taking care of your skin, you're just going to exasperate the aging process or make the aging process go faster. So during sleep, your body goes through a natural repair and regeneration process. So by following a consistent skincare routine that includes cleansing, obviously, moisturizing, and using things like eye creams or serums, you provide your skin with the necessary nutrients and hydration to rejuvenate and repair overnight. Okay. So, you know, it's really funny because that's another thing, just like talking with friends and stuff. We're always like, oh, look at my lines. Oh, look at my wrinkles. Oh, you know, I'm starting to get like, like acne or dark skin spots. You know, we, we hear ourselves like talking like this, but then it's like, oh yeah, the last like four nights I was too tired and I just went to bed late and I didn't wash my face. And then I woke up and I'm wondering why my skin looks irritated, you know? So it's really important. Support your skin health. Also a nighttime routine sets the tone for the next day. A well-structured nighttime routine can positively impact your overall well-being and productivity the next day. Quality sleep and a peaceful evening help you wake up feeling refreshed, Um, energized and mentally sharp. Having a consistent routine also allows you to start the day on a more organized note. Okay. So as you've already taken care of essential tasks the night before, you can wake up feeling more productive and just kind of ready to hit, you know, the street running. So this feeling can help you feel more motivated to exercise, motivated to eat better, motivated to do the basic habits and actions that are necessary to achieve your goals. If you go to bed without thinking about setting up your next day or, you know, just getting a good night's sleep, the next day is going to feel harried and rushed as soon as you get up. Okay. And that is not a great way to start your day, but what you do the night before is going to affect that. 
Having a nighttime routine also reduces stress and anxiety. So incorporating stress-reducing activities in your nighttime routine, such as mindfulness exercises or maybe journaling, can help alleviate stress and anxiety that accumulated throughout your day. Okay, you know that that happens. Throughout the day, things are happening because this is life. You know, it's not like a Disney story or we're not princesses living, you know, through like talking to the birds all day and stuff. Although I do talk to birds, but I'm just not a princess. So anyway, you know, things are going to accumulate throughout the day. And then what happens, right? At night, you lay down and bam, it's like all of those things start flying through your head. So if you incorporate stress-reducing activities like mindfulness exercises or journaling, these activities promote more relaxation, they help calm your mind, and allow you to let go of any of the lingering thoughts or worries that you've accumulated through the day, okay? So this will help you get more, um, more and better sleep. Also, having a nighttime routine establishes just healthy habits, in general. A nighttime routine helps cultivate healthy habits and discipline. Okay, discipline. By committing to a regular routine, you prioritize your self-care and create a structure that supports your well-being. This discipline can extend to other areas of your life, promoting overall better health, productivity, and balance, which is what we love here over at the Balance Fit and Free podcast. Um, hey, that just reminded me, this is random, but if you are not already in my free Facebook group, it's called the Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle Facebook group. Yep. Fancy name there. <laughs> anyway, if you're not already there, remember you can join by clicking the link in the show notes. So, you know, I don't know what made me think of that. I guess just because, you know, we talk about a lot of things in there and I usually have a weekly challenge, whether it's drinking more water or going to bed earlier or taking a cold shower or, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Every week there's a new theme. I give you new recipes every Wednesday um, and I try to just give you good tips throughout the week. So if you're not already in that Facebook group, go ahead and join. I would love to have you over there. All right, let's talk about some ideas for a great nighttime routine to ensure a great morning. And then I'll walk you through my own nighttime routine, which since I talked about this last has shifted a little bit. And, and I want to say that too. Things change. People change. Times change. Lifestyles change. Um, needs change. Goals change. So don't feel like, oh gosh, I need to come up with the perfect nighttime routine. And then I have to stick with that the rest of my life. No. First of all, there is no perfect, right? There's only what works for you. And secondly, you have to be flexible and willing to change, especially if something's not working for you, okay? So here's just some things to think about when it comes to a nighttime routine. Setting a consistent sleep schedule, okay? I think it's a great idea and experts everywhere think it's a great idea to come up with a fixed bedtime and wake up time, no matter what day it is. Don't be like, oh, yay, tomorrow's Sunday and I'm going to sleep till 11 and then, you know, go to bed at midnight. So no, like determine a fixed bedtime, no matter what day it is. Mine is 10 p.m. Like lights out 10 p.m. And sometimes it gets a little later. I got to admit sometimes, but if, if I see it's 1030, I almost panic and I'm like, ah, like no matter what we're doing, I'm like, we got to go to sleep right now, right now. And I'm like shutting off the lights and I'm out. But anyway, determine a fixed bedtime and wake up time. Okay. Even on the weekends, I still get up at 6am. 
It's like, well, I don't necessarily get up. I wake up at 6 a.m., take my thyroid medicine, and then whatever happens from there, you know, depends on the day. But anyway, aim for seven to nine hours of sleep each night. Really, really important. And then establish a routine that helps regulate your body's internal clock. So if you are a night owl, then maybe your nighttime or your bedtime is a little bit later, or maybe you just need to retrain your body right? And reset that internal clock. And a lot of this has to do with your cortisol too. And I'm not going to get into that right now. We will geek out on that another time. (laughs) I love it by the way, but you know, ideally our cortisol is going to decrease as the day goes and then is higher in the morning. So cortisol should like taper off so you can go to sleep and then increase in the morning to get you going. And a lot of us have completely messed that up by not being consistent with a sleep schedule. Okay. So another idea is to create a calming environment. Okay. You probably know this already, but I'm going to tell you again, dimming the lights and creating a soothing atmosphere in the bedroom. Okay. Or if you're going to hang out in the living room for a little bit longer, you know, turn down the lights. Don't have like all the bright lights on, like start like bringing down the light so that your body can kind of start getting the signal that, Oh, it's, it's getting dark out. It's time to go to sleep. Also keep your room cool, ideally between 60 and 67 degrees. Okay. Now I know that that's probably an argument in a lot of houses. (laughs) Okay. A lot of women are freezing out their husbands and vice versa. So if you have hypothyroid, you might actually be a little bit cooler. And I am like during the day, I'm freezing in this house. I'm like wearing sweatshirts and sweaters and carrying a blanket around in the middle of the summer when it's 95 degrees outside but I'm freezing inside. But at night, it's really funny. I really need it between 67 and 68 degrees to sleep well, or else I'm sweating. So anyway, the ideal number is between 60 to 67 degrees Fahrenheit. It's also a great idea to use blackout curtains um, or do anything you can to block out excessive light. Because you know how that is. Like if you are trying to go to sleep and there's a bright light somewhere, then it's almost like your eyes automatically go to it. And when your eyes see light, we get signaled in our brain to start waking up. And for me, I have my, I think I've mentioned this before. I have a pacemaker machine and every night it like transmits, I guess, or eating. I should probably understand a little better. (laughs) But anyway, my, it has this green flashing light on it. And if we don't cover that up with like a t-shirt or a towel or something, that stinking little flashing green light can keep me awake all night. So make sure that you are covering up, you know, bright lights. Um, and we also have like the fire alarm thing in our room, you know, like the, the fire alarm thing. I don't know what you call it. Receptor. I don't know. Anyway, it also has a red light on it and red's not super bright, but if I'm really feeling anxious, that little stinking red light on my ceiling can really irritate me. Anyway, The other thing you could think about is using a white noise machine, okay, if there's any like disruptive sounds or anything. And some people really love going to sleep to that white noise. I hate those things so much. I I cannot stand a white noise machine, but you might love it, right? The other thing is using maybe earplugs or some people actually like to use headphones like AirPods or something and listen to really um, very quiet um, music, or something. Okay. The other thing is considering a digital detox before bed, like disconnect totally from electronic devices, at least an hour before bedtime. 
um, the blue light can, you know, from your screens can interfere with your sleep patterns. You could also consider engaging in relaxing activities such as maybe stretching or reading a book or, you know, taking a hot shower, something like that. Like something that like really, really is a big gesture to get your body to slow down. Skincare routine, you know, clearly I believe in that. I think that all women, I think all men, it is amazing to me how many men do not take care of their skin on their face. And that would be my husband too. I'm like, I even bought him like a special men's kit, you know, like facial, like cleanser and the whole bit. And I think it's probably been used two times (laughs) and that's fine. You know, if they, if they want wrinkly skin, that's their problem. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not really kidding, but I'm kind of kidding, but for real, whatever. So anyway, like setting up, finding out like a routine that you like, definitely cleansing. Some people like to use toners. Some people want the night cream or the eye cream. So, you know, whatever. Um, but find something that works for you. I think it's a great idea to add to the nighttime routine and also the morning routine. Stress-reducing activities. Many people, you know, struggle just in general calming down at night. So I've already kind of mentioned this, but practice mindfulness and meditation techniques. Um, Do some deep breathing exercises. Consider journaling. I think journaling is one of the best ways to let your brain relax. Okay. Get it out on paper and be done with it. Um, Use aromatherapy like essential oils or lotions with lavender or chamomile, something like that. Um, I also mentioned stretching or yoga. You could do like a two to three to five minute, you know, quick yoga, like little, just a couple poses just to release some tension in your body. Sometimes, you know, have you ever laid down and you're like so tight that you're like, wait, why am I like so tight? Like, just relax, like just relax. So even if you don't want to do yoga, you could literally lay in bed and then go muscle group by muscle group, squeeze and release those muscles. Or, or you don't necessarily have to squeeze them. You could just literally go through your body and be like, all right, toes, relax. Because I don't know about you. I sometimes even hold tension in my toes. I'll be like squeezing my feet. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm trying to go to sleep. So you might need to like literally go step by step through your body and like literally tell it to go to sleep or to calm down. All right. Also nutrition before bed. So what you eat for dinner can impact your sleep. I think it's a great idea to avoid like super spicy, heavy meals close to bedtime. If you're going to have like a really big, spicy, heavy, creamy, big meal, make sure it's earlier in the evening. So you have plenty of time to digest. You also want to limit caffeine, you know, especially in the afternoon or evening. I think especially if you have a thyroid issue or Hashimoto's, or really just anybody, but especially with those um, conditions, I think any caffeine after 11 a.m. is a really bad idea. So if you're having trouble sleeping and you know that you're having like an afternoon coffee, then try to cut that out and use something decaf instead and see if it helps a little bit. All right. Um, You know, I really do believe obviously in eating lean proteins and lots of vegetables. So that's a great idea. Um, and keeping it light and just super balanced, that's a great idea for dinner so that you don't have like acid reflux or, you know, that heavy gut filling at, at bedtime. Also, here's something that a lot of people don't understand is that it can actually be helpful to have a small snack before going to bed. And I know that many of you are like, no, you can't eat two hours before bed because Oprah said it. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Whatever Oprah said, people like took as like, you know, the gossip gospel. So here's the thing. 
it might actually be beneficial to you to eat a snack before bed, especially if you wake up a lot. If you're waking up a lot throughout the night, I'm not saying it is, but it's a possibility that maybe you're having low blood sugar and having a snack before bed just might do the trick. Okay. So if you're somebody who's waking up often throughout the night and it's not because of noise or because of a cat like me or, you know, something like that, then maybe consider having a snack like, you know, an apple and peanut butter or, you know, something like that just before bed, just to try to prevent that. Also stay hydrated throughout the day, but maybe try not to have a 32 ounce water bottle right before bed, (laughs) you know, so you're not getting up a million times to go to the bathroom. All right. So let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about my routine. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's perfect. It's just, it's working for me right now. And it might just give you a couple ideas. It's, it's again, not super exciting or anything, but I'm going to tell it to you. So my nighttime routine starts about 8 PM. And now that we have a new puppy in the house, 8 PM has been called operation puppy poop out. (laughs) So we do operation puppy poop out. Um, about 8 p.m. Our goal is to poop out the puppy, right? Literally and figuratively. We go outside, water the plants, and play with the dogs to get them tired so that when we go inside and start the rest of the nighttime routine, they'll be ready for their crate and they can go to sleep, hopefully just for the whole night. And, you know, our little puppy, just FYI, he's having some stomach issues. So we're actually getting up a couple nights or a couple times a night to let him go out. But anyway, um, So then about 8.45, so we spend about 40 to 45 minutes like playing with the dogs, you know, also, by the way, you know, one of us is also getting the coffee ready for the morning, making sure that all the dishes are put away. We do not go to bed with dirty dishes in the sink because that is the worst feeling in the morning. Um, And, you know, just little things like if there's little things that need to be put away, that all happens between 8 and 9 p.m. or 8 and 8.45 p.m. so that our morning won't feel gross right? So anyway, about 8.45, I brew some caffeine-free green tea. I love it. I use Bigelow. I have been doing this for years. I've mentioned it probably a hundred times on this podcast. So it's not really my favorite thing in the summer since it's so hot, but I keep the routine going because I like the effects of it. I like that it signals to me that I'm done eating And it's time to shift into relaxation mode. I love it. I actually look forward to that cup of tea every single night as kind of just like the end of the day. So you could use any tea, but I only really like green tea. And I'm sure like, you know, it's important to use caffeine free, right? But, you know, you could probably, I mean, before I just gotta say this, I used to be able to drink caffeine all freaking day long and be able to crash out in two seconds. But now I really can't. If I have anything after, I said 11 earlier, but really anytime in the afternoon, if I have any caffeine, I could have a hard time with anxiety at night. So I really try to prevent that. But you could use any kind of tea or anything that just feels relaxing to you. It doesn't even have to be tea. In fact, um, there's so many different products out there right now that are like nighttime, you know, like sleepy time teas and creamy drinks and even mom sanity. I love their protein powder. And occasionally I use their crave product and that's like a hot chocolate. So that sometimes in the winter, I will do that if I just want something sweeter than the tea. Anyway, 
I'm doing that. I get the tea going. While the tea's brewing, I take my supplements. I take a magnesium, a probiotic, um, some zinc, a black cumin seed oil, which is great for my Hashimoto's. Um, I also take a detoxer because I have kind of a hard time detoxing toxins from my body. So I take a supplement for that. And I also take low dose naltrexone, which is a medication to help with my antibodies to reduce. So those are all a must at night. I get that done. And then I go after I swallow the pills, I go get my pajamas on. And on the way to the bedroom, I stop by the thermometer and I reduce the air one degree. So that it'll be a little cooler in the house when we go to sleep. After the tea is done, I let it cool down while I wash my face and do my three-step night creams or my night steps, whatever. I do the cleanser. I do a serum. Sometimes I do like an overnight mask. It's not like a mask that you peel off. It's like it's clear. You can't even like see it. It's basically like another serum. And then I'll do the sleeping cream, like the night cream for sure. And also when I fill up to it, I'll do um, an eye cream too. Sometimes at that point, I'm done with the creams. Um, And by the way, I do love Beauty Counter, but I think, you know, it's more important to be consistent um, than worrying about the brand. You know, the kinds that are more or natural and don't have a bunch of toxins are really important. But, you know, I'm not saying you have to go spend $300 on a nighttime routine. Okay. Don't, don't worry about that. Like just do something consistently. Now, after I wash my face, I eat two, this is a new thing in the last couple of months, I eat two melatonin gummies and then I put on my testosterone cream. <laughs> so at this point, and, and this has not taken long, maybe less than 15 minutes, you know, I'm in my pajamas, the house is starting to cool down. I've, you know, washed my face. I've had my gummies. I put the testosterone cream on. And then, you know, so by nine at the latest, um, it's time to get in bed. So I prop up my pillows, you know, so I can sit up in my bed and I sip my tea. And I either do this, I either do watch, you know, watch a stupid show on Netflix, read a book or journal. Okay. So if we decide to watch Netflix, it's, we try to like not watch anything too serious or too thought provoking because then I'm just going to be up thinking about it all night or I'll want to watch the next episode or the next episode. And then you get into this like, you know, routine of like watching too much TV at night. So we watch boring kind of things well, we like them, but there's a show called alone and it's like where people get dropped off in the wilderness and they have to live. They have to survive. And I don't know. I think it's fascinating that people can like hunt and, gather and build a shelter. It's it's really interesting to me, but it's not interesting enough to keep me awake that long. So it works for me. But anyway, or I read a book. So it depends, kind of depends on what my husband's doing and what the mood is. And if, if, if he's really tired, he might just go to sleep and I'll read a book or he might be watching like sports in the other room. And I'll, if he's doing that, then I'm definitely taking advantage of being in the bedroom alone and I'll read a book or journal. So I don't journal every night. I used to. I used to like make myself because, you know, I used to tell people that it's a great idea to journal at night. So I was like, I have to journal at night because I'm recommending it. But then I kind of chilled out a little bit. You know, I've slowly gotten out of the habit because it started to feel more like a stressor than helpful. But I do use a journal and I keep it close by. I especially use it if I've had a really busy day or I have a lot on my mind or there's a lot to do the next day. So I don't know about you, but 
oftentimes when my anxiety gets high, and I talked about this in last week's episode, you know, having anxiety at night, if I have really high anxiety, my brain won't stop. And a lot of times it's because I'm worried I'm going to forget to do something. So if I just brain dump everything on my journal page, like it could just be everything I need to do. Sometimes I write out my entire schedule for the next day. Once I do that, it's like, okay, I'm good. It's out of my brain onto paper and now I can chill out. And then, you know, the next day all I have to do is get up and look at my list and I've already set out my to-do list for myself and I'm already like a step ahead the next day. So I think it's a great idea to do that. One more thing I like to do in my journal is when I do journal, I also like to write out three things that happened during the day that were great. Okay. This is really good for practicing gratitude. And, you know, not every day does something really great and amazing happen, but this is when you have to look, I'll, I'll make myself think of three things that were awesome in the day. And it might be like, Oh, the puppy snuggled with Benny, or it might be that my son sat down and talked with me for 20 minutes, or it might be, you know, whatever, like, the bathroom smelled good after we had it cleaned. <laughs> Some, it can be anything, but those are the, that's when you start to learn how to really appreciate the basic things in life. And that makes for a good life. Anyway, I, so I either do the TV, um, the journal or read until my tea is gone. And then I get up and I go brush and floss my teeth. So I got to admit, this is kind of a flaw in my routine. I would much rather already be in bed, put down my tea, turn off the light and go to sleep. But I don't really want to brush my teeth before drinking tea because then I think it'll make the tea taste weird. And then what if the tea, even though there's nothing in it, like what if it leaves like junk on my teeth and that makes my teeth dirty? So anyway, I also have to pee after the tea. So I get up, I brush my teeth, I go potty. And then here's the funny part. I literally, literally run from our bathroom and jump on the bed. And it doesn't get me all like, you know, I don't wake up from that. But here's the thing. I, I really do that because I really hate having my feet near like the bottom of the bed. Like what if something grabs my foot? <laughs> and I know, I know that that is totally stupid. I know that that is like being acting like a toddler, right? But to be fair, I do have a cat and occasionally he's been known to grab my feet from under the bed. So I think I'm traumatized by that. And so, you know, I'll be all calm, slipping my tea, put it down. I get up, I go to the bathroom. And while I'm in the bathroom finishing my teeth, I start thinking, oh gosh, what if something grabs my feet <laughs> under the bed? So I, I literally run and jump from the bathroom door, which isn't that far onto the bed. Yes, this happens almost every single night. And that's it. I usually can go to right to sleep after this, you know, as long as I fall asleep first. I do have a little bit of an issue with my husband going to fall, you know, going to sleep first because he starts breathing really heavy and then he starts snoring and I get kind of frustrated. So if that happens, I'm really trying to figure out how to focus on my own breathing and block it out instead of like annoying him. You know, it's not really fair to him. He needs sleep too. So I'm trying really hard to not like wake him up every time like he's snoring because, you know, he's doing the best he can too. So if I follow my routine, like I just stated, I can usually fall asleep pretty fast and get a whole great, you know, night of sleep, assuming the puppy or the cat doesn't bother me. Occasionally we will go out with friends or have people over and it messes up the entire routine. And if that happens, I am, you know, I make sure that I at least get, you know, my face washed, 
my teeth brushed, take my supplements, and also put on the testosterone cream because those are like things that I know are non-negotiables for me. Some of the other stuff is just extra and bonus and makes me feel really good and happy to sleep, but also happy the next day. So it's really important for you to experiment and find what works best for you. Okay. Whatever you need to do to get restful quality sleep is going to be up to you. And like I mentioned earlier, I do watch TV often, you know, and I don't think that's a great idea for most people because of the light, but it recently hasn't really seemed to bother me that much. I wake up rested and happy, but if you notice that it's hard to stop watching TV or if it creates more anxiety or thought, then I would say stop watching TV at least by 9 p.m. and read or just go like right to bed to go to sleep. You guys, that's it for today. I would absolutely love to hear from you. What is your nighttime routine? And does it change with the seasons or does it change depending on, you know, what day it is? I'm curious. I would love to hear from you. So hit me up at rayannmullins at gmail for email, or you can DM me on Instagram and I'm just at rayannmullins. So you guys, thanks for being here and I am going to catch you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.